0: You are listening to Unbreakable Success, episode 43. Welcome to Unbreakable Success, where each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to evolve your success in mind, body, and wealth. My name is Aaron Keith-Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my mission is your success. Welcome back to another episode of Unbreakable Success. You're gonna hear a great discussion about a few things uh, today, including uh, time management, work-life balance, and even making the transition from a traditional career to an entrepreneurial journey. And we're here with a perfect person to talk about these topics, uh, R. Sean McBride. Uh, he wears a lot of hats, which you'll hear us talk about shortly, but he's a, he's a multi, multi-time author uh, speaker and he has a lot of great information to share with us and and i appreciate him because his his focus is really even though he's a business strategist he's one of those people that focuses first on the person and what they want their life to look like so you're going to get advice not just from uh the nuts and bolts and and the cold mechanics of business but really some great thoughts about uh building a life so that it looks and feels and sounds the way you want it to be. And to support you in that end, I got a great uh, bonus gift for you. Uh, If you go to aaronkeithhawkins.com forward slash success, um, you're gonna get a guide, it's it's a framework that I actually teach in Unbreakable Success Academy. Um, But it's a framework on the four laws of pure success and it's really a foundational guide to help support you in generating success in every single area of your life and i mean from your relationships to your business uh, to your fitness and health and i think it's really applicable in today's conversation about managing time uh, having a a clear vision about your life and balancing uh, your business and your personal life and making things look the way you want them to look because this framework that i'm giving you really helps you to to level up your game and to make sure that when you are doing the things that you're doing, whether it's at home or at work, you're really bringing out the best of yourself. It's a short three minute read, but it can lead to a lifetime of change. Uh, so, again, you can grab it at aaronkeithhawkins.com forward slash success. Right now, let's jump in and talk to Sean. You're going to love this conversation. And thank you so much for being here. All right. Thanks, everyone, for being here and joining us on another episode of Unbreakable Success. Uh, we've got a special guest today, Sean McBride. He's, the, he's got a bunch of hats that we're going to get into. He's the, he's the owner of McBride for Business. Uh, he's an attorney with his own firm, R. Sean McBride Law Firm. Uh, he's an author, keynote speaker, TEDx speaker, uh, Sean, you got too many things to talk about in the intro, so instead of making it awkward, I'm going to say welcome and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend a few minutes with us today. How you doing, man? Absolutely. It's my
1: pleasure to be here. I'm having a great day. And... Uh Hoping, you know, the listeners, you know, we'll get some things of value to them. Everything I do somehow touches on business planning and building better plans and executing business better. So I think there'll be some stuff in here for everybody.
0: Uh, I'm, I have no doubt, man. You've got, a, you've got a plethora. That's not a word I get to use a lot, but I just did. You got a plethora of knowledge, I know, from your years of business experience and, and uh, helping other business owners uh, just get more done and do it strategically. But for those that don't know you, how would you describe yourself if you're having that... Uh, you know, sitting at a bar and somebody asks you what you do, um, how would you describe your your expertise? The one or one thing I'll tell people is I'm a business strategist,
1: and that's really what I do. So even when I'm wearing my lawyer hat, I'm still thinking about business strategy, how do we make the business happen. uh, When I'm working in my consulting firm or when I'm speaking, I still want to get people executing their business strategy.
0: Nice.
1: And we're looking for opportunities in their business that other people aren't thinking, and we're thinking about how we can... And I talked to you a little bit about about this before the show about how you do business differently, right? How do you do yeah. business differently than everybody else to achieve different results? You know the things that you want from life. Yeah, uh, that's where I always take my clients. Like, what do you want out of this deal? What do you want to accomplish? How do we do things differently than everybody else?
0: I love it, man. It's one of the things, one of the many things that I admire about you. And and I, I, you and I were talking a minute before we started recording. I mentioned uh, listening to an episode of uh, an uh, another podcast that you were on. Uh, with a mutual uh, friend of ours kim sutton and i i I loved the conversation that you guys were having because you talked about um when you when you were meeting with clients and part of your discussion was like what do you want your life to look like and that's not I, i love that question because there's a lot of times especially when we start talking about business it can get very mechanical very quickly and almost become like okay what are those things that we need the blocks that we need to stack up." But yep. that, that is such a, it's, it speaks to you and, and the type of guy you are, which I one of the reasons I love to have you on the show. Um, big thanks to Kedma O for introducing us and uh, getting us hooked up uh, for uh, for this interview with us together. But uh, it, it really speaks to what you're about. It's not just the business and the strategy and numbers, but you really want to help people create what will feel like success for them, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that about you. Yeah, uh,
1: so, business is
0: life, and life is business. Yeah, and you know, and
1: I've struggled over the years, personally, until until recent years of really understanding how you do work-life balance. You know, you know that's yeah. a phrase you always hear. Yeah, um, there was probably one point in my career where I tried to separate the two. Yeah, and say this is business, this is personal, and the two should never meet. But yeah. You know, the more I think about it, the more I evolve. They're interconnected. Like, how do you run your business? What's your stress toll at work? Yeah. How do you spend your time at work? Are you doing enjoyable things at work? That connects to your personal life, and yep. vice versa. So you really can't separate the two. You want to make it. I, I'm,
0: I'm in favor of making a nice blend that supports yeah. the life you want to live, doing the things you want to do. I love it, man. And and uh, I definitely want to get into that that story with you because I know you didn't just, you know, you didn't wake up one day and. Suddenly have a law firm and, and a consulting business, and you weren't just accidentally on stage. this was obviously a journey for you and I, and I know you learned along the way uh, a lot of things uh, which i I, I definitely want to get into so uh, if you can give us a little bit of background on how this all you know how this all evolved for you uh, you know once you once you're old enough to go to school <laughs> how did this kind of uh evolve into this this platform and this mission that you got going on today what that look like for you
1: well i think the word you just used is the right word evolve and that's what this has been for me as a business evolution
0: yeah.
1: uh, I, I was good in math in high school and people's and i like business so people are like you should be an accountant yeah so i didn't think much about it i went to college and i started studying accounting mm-hmm. because i was good at math and i like business but As I studied accounting and started looking at what auditors do and compliance and just checking over other people's works, I I didn't want to be the guy that checked over other people's work. Yeah. Uh, And I took a survey course in business law, and I thought, man, this is cool, right? You can shape the direction of a company. The Mm -hmm. legal has implications on the business. So I decided I'd go to law school. I jumped in. I went to law school, but I still didn't have the grain of independence and – do it myself in yeah. me yet, or think for myself? I just listen to other people. So I went to law school, and what do you do in law school? They tell you, well, if you got good grades, you should just, you know, go work for the biggest law firms because that's what people with good grades do—they go yeah. work for the biggest law firms, and that's what I did. And I spent about ten years, you know, in that world, not really fitting in because I do do business differently, you know, and that—that's—that's that's a word that's come in recent years, but it really underlies my entire life. Yeah, uh, and. You know, so the big law firms weren't a perfect fit, and I asked some people around the big law firms, are you happy, are you enjoying your career, and most people weren't. So -hmm. I said, i got to do something different. And that's when I started my own law firm, and that put me on a different treadmill and a couple of years of that, but that really opened up the exploration as I started running my own business, not having other people telling me how to do it, Mm -hmm. talking to my clients, listening to what other business people were dealing with. It allowed me to start evolving and developing new materials and new way of helping people. And through that evolution, that's how I figured out really what I help people with is to live the life of their dreams, to really build the businesses they want. Whether I'm working as a lawyer on executing the details, whether I'm sitting down with them early in a partnership negotiation about what they want their business deal to look like and how are they going to protect everybody uh, through other stages of the company. My job is to help protect everybody and to build a stronger company and, and delay strategy and it took me a long time to evolve to that and really learn what my special gift was and how I could help other people.
0: I love that man and I'm sure everybody out there in their own way um, you know you're the listener out there we've all had somebody kind of telling us what we should be doing sometimes for some of it, it's, a, it's a lot of people telling us that uh, like with you Sean you know because your grades and things you're really good at I've certainly had it throughout my career people tell me what i should be doing um, uh, at various stages and and it's it, and it's all most of the time it's really well intended advice people know you're good at something so they say hey you can you know you can make some coin doing this or have a stable career doing that but it doesn't always vibe with exactly what kind of gives you that energy um... and get you and get you kind of hyped up to get, to wake up and do something that day so at, at what point because you you said you rode that train for about ten years um, uh, before you kind of branched out on your own, what was what was that enough is enough was or should I I should ask what, what was there a sort of enough is enough moment for you where you realized you kind of wanted to to do your own thing? Uh, well, the, the train tracks got bumpy.
1: You know, I, I worked at three three large law firms, some of the best law firms in the country. One of which went out of business. Uh, that was during the recession. Okay. Uh that really changed my thinking. I was back in 2008 mm-hmm. and started seeing, you know, hey, just because you work for a big employer and they got a lot of people working for you doesn't mean they're stable. doesn't yeah. mean that they're always going to be in business. You may yeah. need to rethink this. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of one of the first things that popped up on my radar. And then I spent a couple more years a- after that law firm went out of business. I immediately got hired by another law firm. Uh, but it just, you know, it, it started becoming about… You know, is this the right fit for me? Can I do something different? I remember when I was at a great law firm, I mean, I, I'm not saying anything bad about the law firm. But yeah. I remember I wanted to work differently with my clients. And I wanted to, you know, do some stuff with some smaller, more innovative clients. And they mm-hmm. just weren't a fit for the law firm I was at. And, you know, it just, the math started coming together where, you know, it's like you're in a great law firm. And this is, this is a great job for somebody else. Right. Uh, but maybe not for me. It, it reminds me of a story. I, I knew a guy at one, at one of the law firms I work for, who was general counsel for a major race team, a, a, a NASCAR team. Oh, nice. And you know, and a lot of people would say, "Wow, you're general counsel for a NASCAR team." But the guy didn't really like NASCAR, and he always <laughs> told me, he told me, "I had a I had a dream job. It just wasn't my dream job, yeah. you know. But somebody yeah. else would have died to have that dream job." Yeah.
0: Wow, that, that's 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 pretty cool, and it is it is sort of the case. It's so easy. Uh, I'm sure you've got, Sean. I'm sure you've seen this over and over again. People that, from the outside looking in, it seems like everything's all together and they're they're living a the dream and they should be the happiest person on the planet. But no, it's not always the same on the inside, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> and you know, a lot of people.
1: A lot of people, you know, just because you're good at something, just because you got pushed a certain way, doesn't necessarily mean it's authentically you or it's yeah. the right fit for you. It's there's a lot of a lot of circumstances playing together in those yeah. things, you know.
0: Sure, yeah. absolutely. It, well, you also uh, part of what you do is uh, helping people start up um, start their businesses from the beginning. Is that true?
1: I do, you know, and and typically my clients will be people who have some business experience. Mm -hmm. um, Really want to get it right, so it might be somebody who, you know, one of my one of my uh, clients. I just had a call with a a guy who coming out of corporate America had a pretty high level position, supervising, you know, thousands of employees in a a major Fortune five hundred company. Now saying I want to start. A business. Yeah. Uh, they don't all. They don't all necessarily have that background. But most of my clients have some business experience. Mm-hmm. They kind of understand that there's some major issues out there and there's some pitfalls. And I help bring them through the process of getting the business uh, set up right, dot the i's and cross the t's, and look for opportunities that you know other people might be missing. Yeah.
0: for in your experience in both in your own businesses and uh, with the people that you've been supporting, what And uh, this is going to be one of those impossible questions to answer that's, you know, to be 100% (laughs) uh, thorough, but what do you see as one of the common denominators that that help people actually succeed when they're starting something up, regardless of the industry? Yeah, the biggest thing is, and I think a lot
1: of people have written about this, is you just got to have an attitude of tenacity and learning you're Regardless every the successful business people I see come into it with an attitude of I'm going to figure it out Yeah, and I'm going to keep going and and that seems to be so critical Um, It's not an easy journey starting a business It's not an easy journey even if you're going to try to copy and paste something that's working for somebody else
0: Yeah
1: going to have to put time into it. You're going to have to experiment you're going to have things that aren't going to work and probably the beginning, a lot of stuff's not going to work, and there's a search for efficiency. A lot of times, my clients will come to me in that middle stage. You know, they formed a business, they got over the initial uh, rush of endorphins from starting the business and doing it, and now they're in the middle stages, but they haven't really hit the easy days where everything's running kind of smoothly and they have a strong business identity. And that middle period is is tough. And a lot of times people are coming to me during that period and they're like, you know, I just don't know if it's going to work and you know, I'm working too many hours because it takes you some time to really find your to find your niche and to find efficiency. And so I think you just got to know that it's a journey. It's going to be a long journey for most people unless you just get lucky and time something right. And you just got to really, really stick to it. So the people that stick to it and take an attitude of I'm going to make this work one way or another, those seem to be the ones that get to success,
0: for sure. So, uh, that that is that is sage advice, and I love the I love the ideas of tenacity and um, and that the attitude of learning because you know that's a it's not going to work right away all the time uh, or almost ever, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and if you're not willing to to you know because I don't know about you but to me learning is has for me been a journey of not just learning as in sucking in as much information i can it's certainly part of it but there's a lot of humility involved in really successfully learning um isn't there because you kind of got to be you got to be open to you know taking in things that may not be your idea of the right thing to do but i I think if there's not a certain amount of humility in it, it it can lead to some some headaches have you seen that
1: that's absolutely right you know um you have to kind of come into the attitude. It, it, it's, a, it's a strange balance when you're running a business. Yeah, um, You want to be humble and willing to learn and listen to other people and collect all the input.
0: Yeah. But yeah. you
1: also have to be confident that you're right. <laughs> yep. Because a, a lot of times you'll get <laughs> conflicting advice, and that's one yeah. of the things that – a lot of people get lost on what it is, you know, one person will tell you to do something one way another person will tell you to do it the other way. Yeah. And if you keep listening to that, you're just never going to get traction because you're going to keep changing your direction. So you you want to listen, you want to collect the information, but then at some point you have to be confident and say, I've heard you. Yeah. I understand what you told me works for you or works for other people. Yeah. It's not how I'm going to run this business. I yeah. have to do it the way that I've designed it. Um, so it's a very, very strange balance that you have it to is. have both of those going simultaneously.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. That's one of the things I also, i, I uh, when I coach people, I tell them all the time, I'm like, look, your confidence and your humility have to grow together. Because if you have too much of either one, it's going to be a problem. Uh, yes, yeah. so it, it it is really important to grow both of those things at the same time. Uh, I'm curious, uh, Sean, you mentioned earlier about um that that you're always somebody who did business differently than than maybe other people in your in your industry in your niche. Uh, what's that like for you when you when you say you do things, you tend to do things a little bit differently. Uh, what do you mean by that? I'm curious. You know for me, I'm always looking
1: at what's a fit for me, you know, and how do I organize things? You know, one of the things you and I talked about, and I think we'll catch on, talk about in a little bit, is you know time management. That's been yeah. one of my big focuses in in recent uh, recent year. Yeah. Is you know how do you manage your time better? But one of the things that when Shannon Gregg, who's my co author of the book on time management, and I would work with groups, is we tell people manage time your way for your goals for your priorities. And mm-hmm. so many systems out there today tell people. You know, well, you should be checking your email only in the morning and the evening. You should. Um, anytime you can see an email come up and you can process it in less than five minutes, that's exactly what you should do. And you should never file that email away and come back to it later. Yeah, uh, You know, just a lot of these blanket rules which yep. work for one person but doesn't work for another person. Yeah, I think you got to find your unique blend of how you are most productive, how you work best. Yeah, And how that comes together and and as I've built my business and I've experimented and learned and I've tried different ways of managing my time Different ways of running projects. I've started to find ways that are uniquely mine to do things and now I have a message that's uniquely mine nice. starting with Everything with me starts with a 10 or 15 year vision. That's where I want to talk to people Where do you want to be 10 or 15 years from now? What do you mm-hmm. want to accomplish? What do you want things to look like? I think that's where you start a conversation with a client. That's where you build from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not the other way around. You know, so you want to you want to know where you're going rather than focus on the here and that the the current moment because the current moment will change. You know, yeah. you can evolve into what you want to be. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's different about me is I have that long-range focus that other people often lack. Nice.
0: I, I love it. that's that's brilliant advice, especially you know, thinking out ten, fifteen years down the line, and and yes, you know we have to be present in the moment and all those feel good things, and and they're certain they're more than just feel good things. They're definitely essential to day to day. But you know, in setting up the that bigger vision of like we touched on earlier, what do you want your life to look like, uh, life and business? Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking out long term, ten to fifteen years, and working backwards from there is really sage advice. I'd love to get into your book for a minute. Um, for everybody listening, uh, the book that Sean uh, is referring to, that uh, him and uh, Shannon Gregg wrote together, it's it's called "It's About Time: How to Do More of What Matters with the Time You Have." And you're you're so right, Sean. I'm sure you, like me, have have uh, read plenty of advice about time management and things of that sort. And you can certainly come up with a laundry list of rules from different. Very intelligent, very brilliant thought leaders out there, uh, and many of those very intelligent, very brilliant thought leaders have a lot of conflicting <laughs> advice. Sometimes it seems. So how yeah. did you, how did you go about putting this book together, and uh, and how did you how did you and Shannon put this together in a way that made it made it a little bit different, and uh, uh, share with us a little bit about it?
1: Well, it came from a unique place um, in that until until this book came together. Shannon and I were time management experts, but we didn't know we were time management experts.
0: We, it's a cool it's problem. A, yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, and then that's—I think—that's one of my lessons from the last couple of years. as I've owned my business and I've experimented. Things things become presented to me.
0: Yes.
1: Um, and so, Shannon and I had both spoke to a conference about speaking there, and the conference surprised both of us by telling us that we would be speaking together about time management, and neither one of us really viewed ourselves as being time management speakers but the conference organizers had looked at our history and they said look we look at all you've accomplished Mm -hmm. we look at what your clients have accomplished we look at what you're getting done we know you're time management experts because you're managing your time well and you're managing your clients time well and we we said okay Uh, and that's really how we got to push in there so we had to go back and say how did we get here how did our clients get here? And mm-hmm. what are the rules for success? And we really took a fresh look at it. We didn't look we did we we know all the major time management systems, we studied them over the years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We didn't really say we're gonna modify this person's system or we're gonna make a derivative of that system. We said we really want to take a fresh look at this. And I took yeah. took a lot of the 10 year planning concepts and long range visions out of my other work
0: mm-hmm.
1: and brought it in as the foundation of the time management system. And then Shannon is big about getting the root causes and analysis of issues and systems and why people do what they do. So you'll see a lot of talk in the book about the five whys and getting to really what's important with your time Mm -hmm. and what you prioritize and making sure you understand why you're having the time problems you're having. So we brought these two sets of years and years of time management experience together and really blended in a unique way and just came up with a powerful Message that resonates with so many people because it's it's about an examination of how you want to be spending your time, what you want to accomplish, and there, from there, you learn what to do next. Right. Nice. Uh, rather than us claiming that we're smarter than everybody, which we're not, you know, right. we're, we're humans too. We have just put time and effort into coming up with the ideas of how you can look at your time differently.
0: What What's one of the biggest obstacles that you see most uh, most people? Uh, experience with their their time, regard whether it's business or I mean, it could be a stay-at-home mom or dad. Uh, where do you where do you, where do you see the, see the biggest holes in people's time management skill? A huge one is just
1: saying no. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so many people push, 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 and everybody, you know, and a lot of people that are successful are, are achievers. Mm-hmm are used to accomplishing things. So people ask them for something. Can you do this? Can you do that? Uh, can you get this done? And they say yes, yeah. yes, yes. And they don't think about what yes means because yes to one thing usually means no to something to else. Something. Right. Yeah, And so we Talk about a lot. We talk about some in the book, but in our work, af- in our work after the book, when we're working with our clients, we have a we have a thing called the Time Tribe, where we work with business people on business people and professionals on managing their time. We work with them a lot in these in these forums about building up no muscle. You know, it's not just yeah. saying no one time. It's you know building up no the ability to say no and getting used to saying no and as you do that you pick up a lot of power in your life
0: mm, absolutely i i love it that's uh, that's definitely an important issue um it's really about boundaries really right protecting your protecting what's important um when it comes to what you're investing your time in uh what what is and I, there's a lot in the book and I, i'm going to link up for everybody that's listening um if you if you to to, to get uh, Sean's book uh, I'll link it I'll link up to it at Aaron you can just type in uh, Sean S-H-A-W-N in the search bar and uh, in the in the post for this episode I'll make sure I link up to his book so you can get it real easy um, but what's uh, Sean if you can give us one of your biggest uh, tips or I guess your second biggest aside from being willing to say no to, to people what do you what's one of the things that helps besides the saying no uh, what's one of the biggest things that helps people make some quick strides and their time management know where you're going you know we talked a little bit earlier about vision but that yeah. vision
1: and idea of where you're going and where you're heading what you want your life to look like and that's both business and personal how you want to be spending your time what you want to be working on who you want in your life having a very clear picture of where you're going makes it very easy for you to say yes and no to things because nice. you can say this fits my vision, this is strategic, no, this doesn't fit my vision, and you can start qualifying things.
0: Yeah, yeah, very very nice. When, uh, I'm curious, Sean, because you've you've now built um, a few different platforms from your law firm to uh, your McBride for Business, and now you have a separate uh, TimeMagicMint.com site, which I'll definitely link up for everybody. When do you really feel like, or what was it do you think that helped you hit a stride in business so that you can that you so that you could take on more projects and do it in a way that was was workable for you and and didn't completely overwhelm you.
1: Yeah, um, it was a learning process certainly. I mean, you you kind of pick up pace as you go and I, and it definitely was part of my career is as I've built the businesses, I'm able to do more because I get more and more efficient. Yeah. Uh You know, for instance, there was a book that I wrote by myself before uh, It's About Time called Business Blunders, and that Mm -hmm. book was a real work to get that out of me. You know, it was a real effort. It really drained me. You know, I mean, it's a good book based on years of my experience, but, and I knew the knowledge, but just getting things into the format of a book was foreign to me. Yeah. The second book flowed because. I kind of understood how it worked. You know, Shannon and I worked together. It just came out of us. It wasn't nearly as the effort to pull it out. So I think there's something that's a combination of having a deep expertise, which I now have because I've worked with people for so many years and I've seen so many different situations and met with so many audiences and expressed things different ways and really learned ways of expressing things that people resonate with. Mm -hmm. Versus ways that just made sense in my head. So part yeah. of it was just experience and knowledge base. Yeah. And then I got used to the different mediums of delivering it. You know, the first times I was on stage, it was awkward. I didn't know what I was doing, you know. But then over time, I started learning that, okay, this is how you present yourself on stage. This is, you know, this is the way you do it. So now I'm able to use those tools better because I'm more familiar with it. So... It was a combination of, of a deep expertise plus a familiarity. So that's why the pace of books and the pace of blogging and videos and interaction, I, I do a lot of outward facing stuff now and still work with my clients and still build a business for the future. Yeah. Because I'm just kind of in a rhythm and I'm comfortable and, I'm, and things don't drain me as much, you know.
0: Very cool. I, I love that because I, uh, obviously you weren't, when you started out, you weren't originally doing a bunch of. Um, public speaking engagements and things of that sort, that you were really, you are doing what you knew. And, and, and I'm curious to pick your brain about this because there's a lot of talk out there about, um, you know, focus on your strengths and, you know, especially when it comes to business, really embrace your strengths and, and focus on them to help you get the most, uh, to help you serve, you yeah. know, your people and your clients the most, which is great advice. Then there's also what feels like the other advice of, get outside your comfort zone which is equally important like uh, like for you you know when you did start doing more of this outward facing uh work whether it was speaking or video and things of that nature it was new for you how how, how would you uh how, how would you encourage people to to balance those two things and is one more important than the other and if so why or why not yeah, I don't think there's a clear answer on that. You know, yeah. you
1: definitely want to embrace the themes and the things that you're just amazing at that, yeah. that come through it. And if you experiment enough and you work through it enough, you'll start seeing themes emerge. Yeah. And I think that's really what's key here is when you're trying to balance this, you know, experimenting and trying new things outside your comfort zone and doing what you're great at, yeah. you need to listen. You know, and obviously the first time you do anything, you're not going to be great at. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that first time you get on stage, you do, you, you feel comfortable or, or you enjoy the moment or something like that. Then that starts telling you, maybe I should put some more resources on it. Um, if something feels completely foreign and something feels like it just it's just not you, then walk away from it, you know, and – I've certainly found that in my career. there's some things that I'm naturally good at, and I Mm -hmm. I run to those things. There's other things that, you know, are not as natural to me, and I just don't want – I don't embrace them. You know, um, late nights at conferences and events. I have a lot of friends that do business, you know, late at night. You know, they'll go out drinking, and they'll hang out late at night, and they'll sit by the fire pit or go to another – Bar or restaurant. It's a restaurant, great way to really bond with somebody. Long before it's tiring to me. It is not the way I want to do business. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've tried it. I've tried it. I've I've been in those late nights at conferences, and I come in the next day and I'm dragging. And I can't enjoy the event. So it, I've learned that's yeah. not my way of doing it. Um, for somebody else, that may be a fantastic way of doing business. Yeah. Um, we all get to pick. So, but yeah. I think. Keep testing, I think, is the biggest thing. You know, yeah. that's the way to balance these two. Test some new things, constantly be trying things. Also know where you wanna go. Yeah. And that's gonna give you a better indication of what needs to be done. If you know in your heart that you wanna serve people and you have a message to serve people, and I think a lot of people that might be listening to it might be thinking that. They have some special expertise or some special gift they want to share with others. Well, if that's your drive, if you really want to share that, then you owe it to the world yeah. to do the work so that you can share it. Yeah, and that's going to mean stepping outside your comfort zone.
0: Definitely, definitely great advice. There, there for the for the many people I'm sure that are uh, maybe on a fence about um, one career or the other. How do you think? What do you think is a smart way for people to resolve the two? Uh, and I'm talking about the context of somebody who's in a career, like say, for example, somebody that was in a position similar to you, where they're they're, they're working for uh, someone else, whether it's a a firm or any other employer, and they don't feel like what they're doing, as far as being employee an employee, is something that they want to keep on doing for the rest of their life, however long that is. What yeah. what's one of those those good first steps that you would suggest to someone? Um, to start making that move and making that transition. Yeah,
1: part of it depends on your personality. I just read in an internet forum the other day about a guy who, you know, left America and went to Columbia with eight hundred dollars in his pocket <laughs> and he built built his business. You know? Yeah. And he said he did it because he didn't want to have he didn't want to be able to look back. He wanted yeah. to know he had to do it.
0: Yeah. So
1: for some people, you know, that, that very clear leap that, you know, Commitment that I'm going to do this and I'm showing everybody I'm going to do it and I'm going to start doing it. For some people, that's the right first step.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For other people, you know, it's more incremental. And I have friends and clients that fit in the other thing, which is okay, step one is, you know, I want to leave my corporate job. Step one is I'm going to start training and building a new skill that I think I'm going to run a business around after I leave. So mm-hmm. maybe I start taking. Classes at night or the weekend, or do some, do some, uh, sign up for some internet courses or read read some books, and they're starting to lay a foundation, and they're kind of building, they're building their new boat while they're still in their existing boat, and that's a very viable strategy. That's the one that a lot of people seem to like. Yeah. Um, But it's your personality. I mean, some people just want to make the jump, you know, and, and that's probably, you know, that's a stronger move. It's a bolder move, but it does force you
0: to move through the gears quicker yeah yeah high risk yeah. high reward i guess uh, right <laughs> definitely yeah well sean what's um what do you love to do when you're not uh quote unquote working because I, I i you're definitely one of those guys i believe uh, is enjoying the 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 business that you made for yourself but when you're not engaged in that mission so to speak what's something you enjoy uh doing to let your hair down
1: I love traveling. I have a couple of antique cars. That's kind of a fun thing for me. Get out there and play with them, do a little bit of mechanical work, drive them around, talk nice. to people nice. about the antique cars. That's that's always fun. Yeah. I like being outside too. Just
0: yeah.
1: uh, get me out into nature for a while. It's, it's always a nice thing. Yeah.
0: How, how, how do you balance that time for yourself? Uh, we t- I think we touched on it earlier. Gosh, I can't remember if it was the beginning of this interview or when we were just chatting earlier about work life balance. Uh, yeah how, how do you how do you tiptoe the to the two and and uh, just keep that line healthy for yourself
1: you know for me I, I interweave the two now i used to have very clear lines you know i would be working not working now i think about what i want to accomplish how does it fit together mm-hmm. you know for me i'm happy if i can i'll have days where i'll um work for a work work get up early work and then i'll stop and i'll have you know have dinner with my parents and mm-hmm. talk have a conversation with them and then i'll go back to work and for me that works and i know other coaches tell you never to do that you know when you stop working you're supposed to stop working but for me it's okay i've got the two blended together i'm blending their schedule i'm blending their my schedule i'm blending my client's schedule for me that kind of blend works i don't mind traveling somewhere and sometimes I'll be speaking at a conference and, you know, you get a day or two and, you know, I speak one morning and I wander out and I spend an hour on the beach, you know, mm. during the day and I, and I go back to the hotel room. That could be a very good balance for me. So for me, it's about a blend. Am I getting some personal time? Am I getting some separation and some reflection? And then also, you know, getting done the business that needs to get done.
0: Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, it's it's one of those things you you touched on that uh, earlier about about testing things out, and I'm certainly a huge fan of of reading and learning and 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 learning from you know people like you and other people that have been on the show and just other authors and speakers out there. Um, But I, I I definitely agree with your 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 philosophy of testing it out because you know any of us have to remember that the people that are are giving us this this good information and things that have worked for them and maybe worked for their their clients or maybe work for millions of people it, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's going to be for you um so I, I definitely think you're you're giving us something valuable to to remember to, to test these things and and give it some time and ask yourself whether or not it it gives you energy uh and feels good when when you're doing it uh, not that not that not that everything that's worth doing is going to feel good in a moment, but yeah, I think we all are smart enough to know that even when something is difficult, kind of know when it's the right thing for us or not, and you have got to be willing to trust that. Uh, do, do, do you agree there, Sean? I think yes. Sir. You
1: know, and it's hard at first, particularly if you're working for other people and you've been yeah. in somebody else's. You know, you're kind of under the a boss, and you're kind of are in a corporate environment. I believe we're all creative. That's one thing that I've talked about in my blogs. I've talked mm-hmm. about it before. I think every one of us has creativity inherent in us. Yeah. Uh, but we, we get that in, we get that creativity driven out of us. So for me, I think there's a, there's a period of time after you leave corporate or a pure supervised role. And start moving into an entrepreneurial role or a business owner role. You need to allow yourself time to recenter in the new reality. But what what I found, and I I think other people have found too, is you will start seeing intuition. Yes. And you will have that ability to recognize what works and what doesn't work. So trust it. If you're new to the process, it may not be as good as it's going to be. But you just got to give it time for it to emerge.
0: Yeah. Definitely uh, believe that's a muscle like you talked about earlier. Intuition is definitely one of those things. The more you exercise it and get some good benefits from it, it's just one of those skills that it's kind of hard to explain. (laughs) At least it it has been for me. Like uh, I I think my, uh, you know, spidey senses, for lack of a better word, are a bit better than they were, you know, five, ten years ago just from the experience. Um, But, yeah, definitely uh, got to exercise it a bit to get good at it. Uh, Sean, it's this has uh, been awesome talking to you, and I appreciate all that this this info and these, these nuggets that you're giving us. Uh, I'd love to ask a few questions if we could um, before we finish this out today. You go with that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, what's something that what's something uh, for you that's been a real challenge, either either in the past or something that you might be working on now? Uh, what's something that's been a really really real significant challenge for you, and how have you work, How did you work through it? You know, I'm not a
1: natural salesperson, you know, and, and mm-hmm. part of being a business owner is selling. Yeah. And so for me, it was a challenge to kind of really build a sales process. And part of it was branding, part of it was just knowing how to have those sales conversations. Yeah. So it took a while for me to kind of find a lane to really understand what was unique about my business and to really get that communicated to other people. You know, it took a it took a while, and it's easier now than it ever was before. But that's one of those things where you know, coming into it, I I didn't realize how tough that journey would be.
0: Yeah, that's it's funny. The more, the more, especially entrepreneurs. The more entrepreneurs I speak to, and especially ones I really admire, I I I don't think I've met one that just said I loved being a salesperson. (laughs) And, uh, And I think it may be that. I don't know. I, mean, I think it's the the instinct to wanna to want to be giving and be sincere, and I, I don't know if there's something in the I don't know the stereotypical salesperson that we you know you see that the shady character, the old the old car salesman so to speak, um, but that that tends to be a really common uh, common struggle for I, certainly for me. Like I, I never, from the time I was old enough to get a job in the mall till now, sales never felt totally natural but that's that's definitely I definitely respect that um what was one of the what was one of the things that helped you the most with that
1: um you know I think just you know just it just it's like everything else it's 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 learning and experimentation and Mm -hmm. and testing and figuring out what really worked for me you know uh versus versus listening to, to other people you know it's uh so often when we're in this journey we have to figure out you know what's authentic to us and it's a business about testing that's that's one thing i don't think anybody ever told me early on it's all about testing
0: yeah definitely
1: everything gets tested you 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 try something and you see what they say and you have things you think are going to be amazing Mm -hmm. and they're not
0: yeah
1: and then you have things that you think um that are are, aren't going to do that much to do amazing things and then you get prizes you know and i just you know every once in a while you'll be doing something and just a a huge gust of wind will come and blow you along and and lift you up yep every once in a while something you're not expecting will come knock you down
0: yep definitely definitely true what's what's something that um what's something that's really working well for you right now and in business or in your personal life that that it really feels good and you'd like you can share with us you know, for me, it's
1: it's all about partnerships. This is a period of partnerships for me. I really have a strong core expertise. I have a strong knowledge of who I am. And I am just finding other people in the world who also have strong knowledge and strong expertise, different than mine, but mm-hmm. also have it. And we are finding ways to work together, and we're creating amazing stuff. It's about time. The book that I did with Shannon Gregg is the first installment of that. Okay. but there's, there's more coming and I'm, I'm just finding great people we're finding ways to work together to combine our expertise and to do things that help so many more people and I'm a big fan of partnerships I like people working together because I think people can do more together than they can alone
0: absolutely absolutely it's, uh, it's a, that's a great lesson for everybody out there in, in business or life um, you know don't go it alone and I, I, I can attest to, to what you're saying there because the more I meet people and the more I'm willing to just put myself out there and, and make connections and introduce people and be introduced to other people. It just makes life and business a lot easier uh, when you just genuinely build those relationships. So definitely thank you for that one. What's big on the horizon for you, Sean? What's, uh, what do you see coming up on, on your horizon that just kind of gets you lit up uh, in uh, anticipation of it?
1: You know, we're we're going to be doing a lot more online this year. So, you know, com is going to have an online training component. We're really going to take the stuff that we've been doing for corporate clients, Mm -hmm. doing for our our one-on-one clients, and bringing it to more people at an affordable price point. So that's Mm -hmm. going to be exciting uh, to roll into a whole new area of endeavor and to create more content, to have more people have access to the content. Uh, That's going to be amazing. You know, we're working on some other stuff to educate and learn. Uh, Sh- Shannon, Greg, and I are coming out with a, uh, a book club uh, geared primarily to- towards women and, uh, leaders in the world and the types of reading and selections that Shannon and I are, are coalescing and finding uh, based on our experience in that area. Uh, so it's going to be... A lot of fun things. A lot, of, a lot more outreach. I think you're gonna. I think we're gonna be touching more lives and helping more people. And yes. we're gonna be doing it in various ways to, to get people the knowledge and the information they need in the way that's best for them.
0: Excellent, Sean. I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, most important question I can probably ask you today is, you know, for for the person that's sitting there listening right now that that wants to reach out and work with you and, and uh, just reach out and get a hold of you to, to benefit from all the great things you're doing and many things you're doing, what's the best way they can contact you?
1: A um, couple channels for them, you know, McBrideForBusiness.com is kind of my business consulting firm site. You can read more about me there, There's some blogs and articles. Uh, our Sean McBride fans and audiences on Facebook is where we do a lot of videos and interaction. You can feel free to call the office at 214-418-0258. Uh, you can email info at mcbride uh, we'll, we'll We'll get in touch with you there. So just don't hesitate to reach out. I mean, we're working with a lot of people. And we have a lot of stuff going on, but you know, there, we always like to hear from new people and, and help people. And we've got a good team and we'll be glad to chat with you. So just uh, reach out and don't hesitate.
0: Awesome. I love it and I appreciate you. man. Last, last question. I've never asked this before on a show and, and you know, someone's just giving me the urge to ask right now. Obviously, the name of the podcast is Unbreakable Success and, and it, it definitely has a, a meaning uh, to those words for me. But when you think of, of yourself or anyone else that what it takes to succeed and not be broken regardless of what comes their way? What's the best advice that you can give to the listener right now?
1: Um, no, it's a process and yeah. know that it's, it's failure. If you study a lot of the people that have done amazing things, people with big followings, people with big impacts in the world, um, they often had periods where they really, really struggled before yeah. it took off, you know, and, whether it be a major rock singer, whether it be a actor, whether it be a speaker, whether it be a business leader, so often these people have had periods of extended struggle before the success came. So if you're struggling, if you're trying to find your way in business, if things aren't quite adding up, know
0: that you're probably on the right course.
1: Um, it's just a matter of timing.
0: Excellent 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 advice it's funny as soon as you mention that about the struggle of so many different people that have that have made it big now it made, made me think of uh oh, what was i reading uh the five second rule by mel robbins in, in her book she mentions mark ruffalo uh the guy that plays the hulk in the in the marvel uh all the marvel movies i think it was six something like 600 auditions before he got his first uh acting gig so um yeah if that's not a struggle i don't know what is but uh Definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, they said uh, Stephen King. You know, he uh, had thrown
1: out one of his manuscripts, yeah. and his wife dug it out of the trash and it ended up becoming one of his huge
0: hit books. <laughs> Jeez, awesome! That's that's so cool. I'm a big fan of Stephen yeah. King stuff. So great advice, Sean. Uh, but before we end it today, man, I just want to take a, a second to to publicly just number one, thank you for being here, and number two, commend you not only for for what you're doing today, but for the journey that you took to, to to now be putting so much great stuff out there and do it in a way that is it obviously just has so much character, it's being done for the right reasons, and uh, not just out there to do a thing, but you're you're out there to seriously impact people's lives and businesses and make their experience a lot better. Everyone uh, that's listening, please make sure you reach out to to Sean and grab his grab his book or books. I'll definitely link up to everything, but um, Sean, I appreciate you, what you're doing. Definitely look forward to sharing sharing your work with a lot more people and um, seeing what's next for you, man. I appreciate you. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, you know, I hope we help some people, and I'm here for you if you need me. Just reach out, folks. Awesome. Thanks again, Sean. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sean, and thank you for sharing this episode with us today. Uh, like I told you guys at the beginning, I told you you are going to get a lot of great information from Sean. I appreciate him because he's just one of those people that wants to give there's no gamesmanship or showmanship with him so to speak he just he just wants to help and he has so much great information to support you and your business and your life and and your quality of life which is the reason for the show at the end of the day so make sure you link up with Sean and uh, reach out to him for support. He, Trust me, he has so many different ways he can help you. So I'll link up to his multiple websites and, and ways to get a hold of him. And you can grab all of Sean's contact information at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash 43. If you didn't grab it already, please make sure you pick up my free framework that I offered at the beginning of the show on the four laws of pure success at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash success it's just a three minute read but i guarantee you it will help you in every single thing you implement it'll help you in your personal life your professional life and it'll help draw out the best of you in any given situation most of all i have to thank you for being a listener to this show whether this is the first episode you've ever heard or whether you've been here for every single one i sincerely appreciate you and if you've been enjoying what you get from Unbreakable Success, please do everyone else a favor and go to iTunes, leave a quick five-star review uh, and a a rating and a review so that other people can realize and just understand at least one nugget of what you got from this show. When you tell people why this show is valuable to you, they're more likely to to join in and listen and create positive changes for themselves in their business and in their life. And by doing that and by sharing the love and telling some friends about the show, it really helps this community grow. And I appreciate all the love and support that I've gotten from all of you uh, over these past couple of years that this podcast journey has been going on. So I hope to keep bringing you, I don't hope, I promise to keep bringing you great, uh, great episodes with some wonderful guests and good information that can help you achieve the quality of life that you want to achieve. So if you ever have a question for me or just need some support, Just reach out to me at AaronKeithHawkins.com, contact me, and I promise to get back with you. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Until next time, make sure you're taking care of yourself, take care of each other, and keep on creating the best life of your life. I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I will talk to you soon.